0: To the immeasurably more mini messages. I'm Erin here with my mom, Jill, and today we're going to talk about something that is very personal and really important to both of us, and that's mental health. As some of you may know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we wanted to take the next three weeks of May to talk about this topic.
1: Yes, as you mentioned, Erin, it is very personal to both of us, and I think it's affecting and impacting so many lives all around our country and it's vital that we do talk about it and not just this month, you know? Um, I think it's a topic that we will be discussing in the future as well. And I know that you and I both talked about having some people on, some guests on to um, help us to better, you know, facilitate a conversation like this because Aaron and I obviously are just talking about our own personal experience with mental health And we are not professionals, Uh, you know, we're not doctors, we're not psychiatrists or counselors, but we have our own experience and we think it's very important to talk about this and bring anything that's in the darkness out into the light so that it can be addressed. And we also, you know, have our own way of dealing with what we've both experienced and, you know, certainly what has helped and worked for me might be different or unique from what has helped or worked for you, Aaron. But at the end of the day, God is God and God is good and God is faithful. And we have both found him to be the ultimate answer in our mental health struggles.
0: Absolutely. And today we just want to kind of talk about, like you said, the things that have helped us. And also, like you said, what has helped you may not be what has helped me and what has helped us may not be what has helped someone else. But we want to share with you the things that have helped really to carry us through our mental health journey and just to continue to increase our mental health. Because in the world we live in today, we need to put things into place to guard our mental health because the world we live in is a scary place and it's filled with darkness and suffering. And I know that there are so many people, I would say the majority of people, whether they're going through it now or in the future or in the past have gone through something with mental health, or they know someone who struggles with mental health.
1: In regard to talking about mental health, I found something very valuable when I listened to Dr. Daniel Amen and he described mental health as brain health. Mm. And that helped me to understand more the concept of mental health. And obviously mental health covers a huge range of issues, right? right? I mean, we, we can only speak to the experiences that we have had. And I think it's important to remember that it is about your brain. And, you know, if you had a heart issue, you would go to a cardiologist, right? right? Um, if you broke your bone, you would go and have it fixed. So a broken brain, so to speak, I like to use those terms. Like my brain is kind of broken right now. Um, and you need to address all facets of your brain. And so I'm, I was just encouraged by the way he shared that. And plus, you know, I, before I had my own experience with brain health and mental health, I did not understand mental health at all. And maybe that's because I had no experience with it or I didn't know anyone else that did either, but now it's so prevalent and I don't know what the statistics are. I think before our next episode, I want to look up the statistics. Um, You know, I know the statistics are like outrageous now since COVID of how many people are on anti-anxiety medications, antidepressants. And so I just think this is such a vital topic.
0: When we talk about mental health, it really is the whole person. It's not just addressing, you know, your mindset, but it's really taking care of your entire body, your brain, your physical body, just the way you think your spiritual life, your relationships. I think that when we're talking about mental health all of those things encompass our mental health. And so let's share some of the ways that we have you know, grown our mental health and the things that we do daily to just help maintain it as well.
1: Right, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And we have a list of the things that we had talked about that we wanted to share. And we won't dive into these too deep in this episode. This is kind of just uh, giving you a, a bigger picture of what we hope to do in the next few weeks because I know that, you know, Erin is going to share some of her journey and I'm going to share some of mine, but these are some areas in which we have found that we have both benefited from. And so we wanted to share these with you. Let's start with the
0: physical aspect of mental health. Some of the things that we have found very valuable is exercise, sleep, hydration, nutrition, and those things are so important. I know that when I am not outside walking, that really, really helps me to get outside and walk every single day, even when we're in Buffalo, right? (laughs) And it's winter. Sometimes I still walk when it's cold outside, but it's just something that helps me mentally and physically. And then hydration, nutrition, sleep, sleep is huge. I know Dr. Eamon talks a ton about how valuable sleep is.
1: Yes. And you know, these are Basic things. Right, right. But when you're going through a period where you're struggling, whether it's with anxiety, depression, or whatever else the case may be, you know, those things are impacted. Those basic needs that every human being has are impacted even more. And And let's be honest, too, when you are really struggling with mental
0: health, it's hard to maintain the basics of life. Sometimes it can be really hard to get out of bed and go for a walk, but we're just sharing this with you because we've been there. We've been in those moments where it's really hard to get out of bed. However, we have realized that when we do and we do these things that we're telling you, it really, really helps to take some of that, you know, the mental pressure off the emotional pressure off and has really helped. I know me in tremendous
1: ways. Absolutely. And me too. And you, you mentioned, exercise, walking for me has been very instrumental. It has literally <laughs> changed my days, many of them. I mean, I can wake up in the morning and feel some type of way. And as soon as I get back from a walk or go on the treadmill or even go on the bike, I actually feel, and this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like hundred percent better
0: well and I will say too on our walks and stuff like that something that we both do is we'll either listen to a podcast or a sermon or worship music and that's something else that we've both found very valuable is listening to worship. Yes. That changes everything.
1: Right. And and that's another thing we wanted to mention right. is what we pour into our mind. You know, you're I feel like our minds are under assault. Yeah. Because of social media, because of the news, because of everything that's going on in our own lives and then whatever's going on in the world, you know, we are under, it's almost like we're under attack 24 yeah. seven. And we have to be mindful of what we are putting into our mind and, and our body. We already mentioned about what we put into our body. Well, it's just as important to be mindful of what you're putting in your mind. And so you mentioned worship music and I've started this recently that when I get up in the morning, I listen to a worship song first. Like that's before I even, I mean, I just thought I, when I get up in the morning, but before I even get out of bed, I will put a worship song on. And and I'm just going to be very honest with you. That's because I have been struggling recently with you know, feeling um, a little bit overwhelmed in the morning. And so I don't want to feel overwhelmed when I start my day. I want to start my day with the knowledge that God is in control and that God is good. And so I've been listening to a worship song in the morning before I even get out of bed. So, I mean, and that is what I'm choosing to put in my mind first thing, you know, and I'll be honest, like in the past, you know, maybe I would have grabbed my phone and started like looking at my emails or (laughs) looking at Instagram or, or whatever. And I can't do that anymore. And I love
0: starting the day with worship, starting the day with spending time with God. But also I think what we pour into our minds at night Oh yeah. Just as important. I know for a really long time, I got in the habit of scrolling through Instagram or TikTok for a long time just to like fall asleep, but it was actually hindering my sleep a lot and hindering me the next morning because I would be tired or thinking about what I saw the night before. And something that we, you and I have done, mom is being intentional with praying before we go to sleep, putting on the full armor of <laughs> yes. God before we go to sleep. And that has been so valuable for me. And I have really tried to not look at my phone before I go to bed, which is hard Trust me. I know it's hard because I mean, we all do it, right. but it is, I've noticed the difference between my quality of sleep, how I wake up in the morning, right. how I feel, if I'm tired or I'm not tired, I think it makes a huge impact.
1: I agree. And even throughout the day, obviously social media is not going anywhere. It's part of our lives now. And there's so much to be thankful for that, right? And podcasts and all of the other things that are so important. And but that being said, they can also harm us if they become too important. Well, and, and I think that social media has really, really hindered a
0: lot of people's mental health, especially I agree. young people. I mean, people that are younger than me, young girls. I know that because the comparison game, Mm. I mean, constant comparison, it's hard to be on social media and not compare yourself to other people when it comes to social media and every aspect of our life. One thing that we have found very beneficial too is guarding our space. Yes, And I think that that applies to both the social media platform and also just our everyday lives. When I'm talking about guarding your space on social media, I'm talking about unfollowing people that are not good for your mental health, following people that are following people that lift you up and removing yourself from toxic things that are only going to bring you down or hurt you or negatively impact your mental health. And then when it comes to our everyday lives and guarding our space, I think that that applies to who you spend your time with. Right, You know, because the people in our lives, yes, we need community. Community is another thing. That's another category, yeah. So, so valuable. When you are struggling with your mental health, and even if you're not, I mean, community is so valuable, but it's important who you allow in your community. Right. Because if you're bringing in toxic people into your circle, they're only going to negatively
1: affect your mental health, your emotional health, spiritual, all of it. Right. And- community, the opposite of that is isolation. And anyone who has ever experienced any sort of season of depression or anxiety or any other um, brain health issue, we tend to isolate. Yeah. Because we feel very much that we don't want to be a burden to the people around us, we're um, experiencing a lot of fear usually, and we don't really know how to be around other people. And you feel very uncomfortable being around other people. So isolation is another thing that I know that we'll both probably talk about in the future episodes this month. But you know, the opposite of that is community, and like you said, community is so valuable. And I'll share this when I share my journey, but uh, my counselor said right now, I'm your community. Mm. And even though I had amazing family around me, um, my mom walking alongside me, I needed outside community. And she was like, right now, all you need is me and I'm going to be your community. And I love that. that was, I know I, that changed my, cause when I think of community, I think of I have to be around all these people and, you and know, that's just
0: not, Oh no.
1: And being around people like a it's lot of people. Yeah. I mean, the social anxiety of that is overwhelming. And so, and I love what you said. I just want to repeat it again. It's of who you surround yourself with. I think there's seasons, Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you have a season where you need to be around very specific people and you know who those people are. And maybe God will bring other people into your life during that season of struggle. But at the end of the day, we do have to be mindful to guard our hearts. And the thing is, sometimes you're in a space where it's hard to do any of the things that we're saying, but I think it's a matter of one moment at a time and reminding yourself that this is not a sprint. It's a journey. And when we fix our eyes on the next moment and that God is, goes before us and that he's with us, it allows for all of us to make strides in a positive direction.
0: In terms of isolation, I just want to touch on this because I had seen something that Dr. Amon had said on his Instagram, and it caught my attention because it was about loneliness. Mm. And when we are isolating, I think in the moment when we're struggling with mental health and we're isolating, we think that it's protecting us, mm. but it's actually hindering us. Right? He quoted this surgeon and Dr. Amen said, loneliness is as deadly as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Oh my goodness. Like we don't understand No, We We think that, you know, just using substances and smoking and all those things, like that's deadly, but actually realizing that things like loneliness are deadly to us. They're deadly to our mind, our emotion, our soul, our relationships. And so I just wanted to share that because I don't think we, we recognize how detrimental Loneliness and isolation can be to our mental health. And I also just want to touch on what you said about what your counselor said, just about how in that season, she was your community. Right. And that is so profound because like you said, I think that when people think of community, they just assume, oh, I have to be around a lot of people. And that's overwhelming.
1: Yeah. yeah, That's very, it's not the
0: case. And just in terms of that, that was another thing on our list was counselors. Like having a counselor personally changes everything, honestly. Like I am so thankful for my counselor and just the truth of God's word that she pours into my life. And I think that if you're really struggling with mental health, or even if you're not, I think that getting
1: godly counsel is so, so valuable for anybody. And you said it. You said godly counsel. Yeah. I strongly believe in godly counsel. And... I need the person that's going to speak into my situation to know the truth, right? to know biblical truth, to know that God is real and that God is the ultimate answer. So I choose myself to seek godly counsel because to me, that's the foundation for everything. Another reason why counsel and community is so important is because sometimes, and I know that you will totally like have something to say about this because sometimes we can't see Mm. when we're in the midst of a dark season, we really have a struggle with seeing the reality of what actually is and trusting the truth that we already know. And so that is why it's so important to have, godly counsel and godly community because you do at times need to trust what they're saying because you can't even trust what you're thinking. Right.
0: I remember you said something to me. You said, let me be your vision until yours comes back into focus. And I hey. will never
1: I'm <laughs> to write that, that.
0: down. <laughs> I will never forget that because it was so true when I was going through a very dark season of depression and anxiety. I remember I like you said I couldn't see. I could not see clearly the truth that I had grown up knowing about who God was and about who I am. Right. And so I needed trusted people in my life. And I also think that that's important. Not only that these people that you're surrounding yourself with are godly people, but also that they are trusted safe people Mm. because that is really hard to come by. And not all Christians are safe people. Right. You have to have your core group of people that you can trust and be vulnerable with. And that's another thing that in our walk with mental health, I think has been so important is being vulnerable with safe people, because if we're not vulnerable in sharing what we're going through, we're burying it. Right. And it will only fester and end up hurting us even more.
1: Right. And that's, you know, in regard to sharing and being vulnerable, that's bringing the darkness into the light. That's, right. you know, not hiding anymore. And, you exposing the lies that you're believing and the choices that you're making or whatever the case may be it's bringing all of that darkness into the light so that it can be addressed when things hide in darkness they you stay in darkness right you know but when you expose what you're experiencing what you're thinking how you're feeling and that's very vulnerable to do that and to have a safe place to do that is a tremendous blessing. And I think that being able to be in that place and being able to be vulnerable like that is a game changer.
0: Another game changer, I believe, and this is something that is controversial to some people, but I think another game changer is medication and doctors when it comes to mental health. And, you know, when I think about, the concept of taking medication for depression or anxiety. I think about what I would do if I was sick or if I had broken my arm, I would, I would go to the doctor and I would get medication and I would get help to heal. And sometimes you need medication. And I just want to say that it's okay. Right. It's okay to need medicine. It's okay to need doctors. And not to say that, you know, that's the answer for everyone. Right. But some people, need medication. And I think that it has been very helpful. And I also know that medication doesn't always have to be forever too. Right? Yes, it may be for some people, but it can also be for a season and either way it's okay.
1: I think it's very interesting that you use the word controversial when you started talking about medication and doctors as it pertains to mental health. Mm -hmm. Why is it controversial? Right. Why
0: is I mean, it I mean mental health
1: is health. Right. I mean, we could take brain mental health. out
0: of it and it would still be health.
1: Right. If we go back to what Dr. Amen said, brain health, if you had heart issues, it wouldn't be controversial for right. you to go to the doctor, go to a cardiologist and address your concerns. Right. And take medication if necessary. If you broke a bone, you wouldn't consider, hmm, maybe I shouldn't go to the doctor and get my bone fixed. No, you would go to the doctor and get your bone fixed. So why is it that mental health care is controversial in that regard, in regard to medications, in regard to doctors? And I always think of the verse that says that God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Mm. And I think of everything with Hunter. I mean, we would have gone to the ends of the earth to get whatever we possibly could right. to care for Hunter. Right? Any mach- even even when you know it was his last moments, it was like I was like, is there another machine to put him on? We were going to do whatever we possibly could for him, whether that included medications, machines whatever. And I just think that the mental health world gets such a, has a, I mean, it still has a stigma as much as people still talk about it in Christian communities and circles. It has a stigma in, in general, there's the stigma and yet it's part of our bodies. Our brain is a vital, we can't live without our brain. And so addressing brain health and with medication, if need be is important. And I think
0: what you said about the stigma around mental health is why it's so important that we're talking about it right now. Right. Because yes, more people nowadays are talking about mental health, but we need to be people that are talking about it. Uh, Like every day in our communities and our circles, especially in the Christian community, because like you said, I think that there is a huge stigma in the Christian community regarding mental health and specifically regarding taking medication for your mental health. And because we have both experienced mental illness and learning how to take care of our mental health. I want to talk about this. I want to share our story. And like we said before, it's so powerful to share what you've walked through because I believe that it will help others. And also I think that when we share our stories, it helps other people feel the freedom to share their story and to not feel like there's a stigma surrounding their situation.
1: Right. And I mean, that's what we do on the Monday podcast episodes. You share stories. And I I can probably almost say with certainty that most of the people whose stories we've already shared, they have experienced and gone through some sort of mental health issue, whether it was depression, anxiety. I mean, grief in and of itself has that in it (laughs) in, in many circumstances. But ultimately, all of these things that we've already shared, again, this is what we have experienced. This is what we have found to be very helpful. But ultimately, all of this, everything that we'll share, everything that we've already shared today Has to be wrapped up in prayer. Right. And God is the answer. He has the answer and He provides everything we need for life on this earth. And that includes all of the things. It includes counselors, it includes medication, it includes sleep, it includes exercise, it includes guarding your heart, it includes his word, it includes worship. So all of these things that we've already mentioned, all of the things that we will be talking about in the next few episodes have to be wrapped up in the sovereignty of God. To
0: close, I would love for you to pray, mom, but I just wanted to let you guys know, listening that over the next two weeks, we want to share more about our story with you, our journey through mental health. Next week, my mom is going to share parts of her story. And the week after that, I will share parts of my story of what I've walked through regarding mental health. And our hope and prayer is that you will be encouraged.
1: And in addition to that, you know, we're not sharing this because it's easy, (laughs) right? It's not. It's not easy and Aaron and I are both choosing to be very vulnerable and share very difficult things. But like Aaron said, the whole purpose of us sharing that part of our journey is to encourage the listener and to point to Jesus um the ultimate answer for all things and so i'm looking forward to it even though i'm not <laughs> i'm you know i i'm looking forward to what god is going to do through these episodes because i really think that these are going to have a tremendous impact
0: i absolutely agree will you pray for us
1: of course lord i pray that you would guide these episodes, the conversations that Aaron and I will have, Lord, and that you will meet the listener right where they are. And if they know someone struggling with mental health or they themselves are going through their own journey, Lord, that you would supply their needs and encourage them through what we will share. We trust you to do immeasurably more than all we can ever ask or imagine. In Jesus' name, amen.